Yeah, we vibing, we vibing. A little Kanye today. If you know, I don't know if y'all can hear that or not. Hey, hey. And I wonder if you know what's going on, y'all. We are here. We are here. Step on in. Woo! Oh, Kanye. What happened? They want the old Kanye. Where you go, Kanye? That off the stove, Kanye. I need that cold, Kanye. All right. I'm back. I'm back. What's going on, y'all? It is Cashmere, California. This is the Pod is Good podcast. This is episode 11. Do you hear me? Do you hear me out there? This is episode 11 of the Pod is Good podcast. Once again, I'm your man, Cashmere, California. Pod is good. And all the time, if you know, you know. If you don't know, you about to learn. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Step on in. The doors of the train are about to close, and we we going somewhere. We taking a journey today. We taking a journey. I have another great episode. Sorry for the pause. I was trying to think of the best way to describe my next guest. Um, he he he's all around virtuoso in so many words. And so it, it's hard to put a specific label on him. And so I won't. I call him the wild child. I also said at one point, if I ever drew him in animation, he would always float. He would never touch the ground. That kind of gives you some, some kind of an idea of what I think about this guy. One of my favorite guys, one of my favorite guys. So we're going to get him in the studio real soon but other than that how are y'all doing today if you're watching live if you're watching the video live please jump in the chat let me know you're here let me know you're watching and rocking with us i do appreciate that i appreciate anyone who takes time out of your busy busy schedules or just your busy social life media uh, uh exploration and decides to stop in and check out Pod is Good. I appreciate that. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, listening on Spotify, I appreciate y'all too. Riding in the car, sit back. You working, you know, painting a building. Sit back. I got you. I got you. We're going we're gonna, to we're entertain you for a little while. And uh, after you're entertained by this show, by this specific episode, hopefully you will then subscribe to the channel and binge ba 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 binge all of the previous episodes because thus far wow this show has brought in um let's see i had a ex gang member black conservative i've had a real estate broker i've had a music producer. I've also had a Shaolin master. I mean, we come on, man. This has been an eclectic show. There's not a lot of places that you can find this. Most podcasts have a specific direction, right? 
which there's nothing wrong with that. They have a specific theme, a specific um, overarching uh, point that the show is attempting to make. Whereas Pod is Good is more like, I know some incredible people. Some of them are behind the scenes incredible. Some are some of them are in front of the scenes incredible. And I just love showing y'all what type of dynamic conversations that me and these incredible individuals have. That's it. That's it. And, and through that journey, I feel like you get to learn something. You get your eyes are open to new things. You're inspired and motivated by other things. Um, hopefully we can get some creative juices going. We're going to have conversations that might heal relationships of yours. You just don't know. You just don't know. I might have therapists here, dentists here, car salesmen giving you game behind the scenes. You just never know. So please continue to follow Pod is Good because um, the content has already been very dynamic and it is going to continue that on our road to complete domination. Like, like, like Conor McGregor said, we didn't come to be a part. We came to take over. That's how I feel. We've come to take over. Probably said some of those vowels wrong. But anyway, I don't want to just be a part of it. I want to take it over. All right? And I, I, and I want to do that because I know that the, the people that I know, the people that I choose to hang around in my circle are literally changing the world. That was actually going to be the name of this podcast was My Friends Change the World. That was that was the first name that I thought of. Then it kind of felt maybe it's a little too too self-absorbent to say like I have the best friends on the planet type of thing. I don't know. I probably should have just went with it. You know, got my braggadocious, you know, hip hop thing on and was just like, yeah, that's what it is. My friends change the world. What about what are yours doing? What's your friends doing? Huh? You excelling at PS4? What are you doing? <laughs> We're doing because my friends is out here. My friends is out here getting it done. Like, like for real, for real. I don't know, man. Y'all, y'all got me. Sorry, I shouldn't have did that right, right into the mic. My apologies. I don't mean to be sniffing and snorting, you know, right into the microphone. And I see him just touched down, just jumped into the studio. My, I'm telling y'all, one of my favorite people on the planet. On the planet, my guy. Um, I don't know an introduction that will complete uh, the overview of this particular artist. But we'll start there. He's an artist. He's a musician. He's a director. He's a photographer. He, I can, I can go on. I can go on. He is literally a multifaceted artist in every sense of the word. And, and most recently, his greatest accomplishment, my guy, my friend, my brother is a father. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Ladies and gentlemen, come into the studio. My guy, S. Oh, make some noise for him. Make some noise. The question is, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear, oh, my guy. Man. Awesome, man. How you been, bro? Dude, I like the studio. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. It looks nice. 
far too kind. You're far too kind. <laughs> so wait, is this live? What's what's what what happens? You are live, sir. You are live. Wow. I I might not have told you that. You know, I keep forgetting to tell No, you people. didn't tell me. That. I keep forgetting to tell people that they're live. <laughs> and that's that's on me. <laughs> no, it's, it's cool. <laughs> that's on me. I keep forgetting to tell people. So yes, yeah. you are live. You are you are live. Welcome, welcome. I'm, gra- I'm glad to have you. I ain't yeah, seen man. you in the, seen I haven't seen you in a minute. For real. It's been some time. Yeah, you're so like a, what, you're, you're like a whole new guy now. You're like a whole new. Your your whole everything about you has changed from from where you live to your family dynamic to I'm, I'm and I'm pretty sure obviously your mindset like your whole situation is like you're like a new person. It is true. I mean, f- fully new person, man. <laughs> in, in in good ways and in. Uh, there it is. Some, some tough ways, man. <laughs> but absolutely brand new. Tell you we will we will get into all of it. So um, as I bring all of my um, great friends uh, on the channel, I was actually just t- telling everybody that I was going to name the podcast. My friends changed the world. Wow. <laughs> because I felt like like the efforts and uh, the ideas and the heart that my friends have like that, that's yeah. that's literally the ingredients in changing the world like now change then i changed the name because i felt like it was maybe a little too too big-headed congratulatory <laughs> now we got we had some we cool friends, it. man i'm not gonna lie we've had some cool friends I, I think all the time like i might know some of the most creative folks alive it's a fact that's a fact you know yeah, I was um Lucky. I was watching uh, uh Ebonique recently yeah. on uh on Nick Cannon's Wild and Out. I'm like exactly. yeah, exactly. Like she was she was in the crew. That's crazy. I'm gonna have to get her on the show. Yeah, you should actually. Yeah, I haven't it's... talked to her in a long time, but I was just looking at uh, she just posted something recently. Oh yeah. Do you do you know if she's still doing music? I don't know. I haven't seen her post any any records, but that doesn't mean she's not. You know, a lot of a lot of the work we do as musicians happens uh, in silence. You know, yeah, a lot of times, a lot of times. Um, but all right, so I want people don't know how much of a uh, how much of a decorated star you are, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because exactly what you just said, a lot of it happens in silence. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like. Like there are so many moments that I know you can remember where it was like, oh yeah, that happened. But when it happened, yep. it was just another day. It wasn't like yeah, always you so. didn't send out invitations. No one no. sent balloons. It was just, oh wow, I I, I have this now. That's yeah. cool. And if you're bad at Instagram, like I am, then people just don't even know what you're doing. You know? Right. <laughs> I like post pictures of a bird that I saw, but I won't post, but everyone's like, what have you what what have you been doing i'm like man i'm actually so busy i'm constantly working here's a picture of a bird <laughs> you know <laughs> it's just it's how I, I my instagram's ridiculous it's just like <laughs> me on a motorcycle but five months the last post i did was like three months ago it was like a a bear or something it's just the weirdest content that's it it's like it's like this is what i actually choose to share yeah like but it's funny that you you are like that because that is that is how I think of you. Like, <laughs> I feel like you you have this duality about you that you know you can be excruciatingly busy yeah. in music and production and all of that, and yeah. then in in a blink of an eye stop 
to focus on the sound of an owl. Like right. that owl shouldn't be out at this time. This, is that owl lost? That's the only way I stay sane. I can't. Uh, yeah, I need to be doing different things every once in a while. Otherwise, I, I mean, my brain just goes really wonky. Yeah. Yeah. We'll turn, turn you up a little bit. The volume. Yeah, I could probably give you a little more volume here. Just a little bit. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right. So let's get into your story. Uh, a yep. brief story about SR, where you come from. Okay. Kind of, you know, just a little overview. Okay. Um, where do I come from? I come from, I, I come from the East coast. I was born. In Hold on. You, you cutting, you cutting in and out. Can, uh, no, it's, it's I, wonder if it's, it, I wonder if I'm even coming through my microphone. Or computer. Yeah. At first like, we could hear you really good, but just as soon as you went into your story, what about can you hear me now i can hear you right now okay uh, okay let's see do it yeah i should be coming through this microphone <clears throat> it's the only source of audio um okay well can you hear me now how was how's that yeah it's pretty good all right so yeah i was born in new haven connecticut uh i moved around connecticut a bunch as a youngster and uh, I was about, I wasn't really, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't consider myself a, a popular young kid, right? So I had a lot of time to be by myself. And at some point, my, my dad, <clears throat> it's one of my, one of my most vivid memories, actually, is my dad, uh, my father coming home, opening the car door, and he brought me a red Jackson guitar coming in the backseat with, with a little Epiphone amp. Hold and, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I missed it. Yeah, he 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 brought you a red what? Jackson. It's called a Jackson. The the brand is Jackson. It's old school. I mean, I don't even know if people care about Jacksons. Anymore. I don't. But he brought me an old. Uh, he brought well, it's a new at the time. But he brought me a, a Jackson electric guitar with a little Epiphone amp. It was like the size of a toaster, and that's honestly one of my earliest memories in in life. Is is almost like when my life started to some degree was uh was through music because i i wasn't really building much confidence in other areas so i was having you know i was a little overweight little kid and i was probably getting bullied a little bit and um so i i want to like i said one of my most vivid early memories is the guitar coming out of the car and it, it's almost like every, my my personality my life started at that at that point and i started I kind of never put the guitar down. I remember, uh, you know, I hear stories every now and again that I, I got frustrated. The guitar was too big for my hand. I was a little guy. But then once I picked it up, uh, I, I, I obviously have never put it down since I was about seven or eight years old. So I've been playing consistently since, I mean, certainly since eight or nine. Wow. Um, and I started writing my own music. I was 11. Acoustic songs. <clears throat> um, right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to get your audio right. So sometimes yeah. you're good, sometimes you're not. That's weird. I wonder why. Uh, hold on. Um, can't tell if it's me. Can't tell if it's. Uh, what about if I do that? If I go, no, I can't go. 
I could record my own audio, but let's see. I can't do anything um, on my side. There definitely is a, be a signal problem going on here, and I don't know what it is. What if I do? What if I do that? That's better. That's better. What if I do that? How's that? Is a that lot better. A lot better. Hold what on. What about that? That's awesome. That's that, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Some, so some you were saying you were saying you've heard stories about um, being frustrated that the guitar was too big. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, you know. I remember hearing some stories about how I'd, I'd get real frustrated because this guitar was too big for me. And, um, uh, but once I sort of overcame that, that physical restriction, um, I guess I never put it down. I never put the guitar down from then on, more or less. I mean, up until I was about 20, probably played guitar every day, if not at times. Obviously, I you know, have a week of time where I was somewhere else not playing music, but I mean, I, I, I guarantee I, I made or played music, uh, never ending from, from about eight years, years. Old. So it's wow. kind of like, what else was I do? Then? So, that was, so that was, that was it. That was your opening into music where you already beaten against the kitchen table. Playing oh yeah. Air drums and all that already. Oh, I got in. I mean, I got in trouble. I got in trouble in class constantly for for using the desk as a as a drum set. I mean, oh, I was always getting yelled at by the teacher for for making rhythms on the on the on the table. I just could not stop, and to, and to this day, I still can't. If you see me, if we're together for an hour oh, yeah. and I'm not doing something on the table or with a pen or something, and it's not a nervous thing. Like a lot of folks do twitch for nervous reasons or they bounce there it's definitely not a nervous thing for me it's just i can't stop hearing i, I couldn't stop hearing music as a young person i just could just was always hearing it um but do you have any siblings well i do now but my my uh my father was remarried about t 10 years ago something like that and i have two big brother well two younger brothers now they're freaking almost in high school but um, I did not grow up with siblings, no. Okay, okay. So you got yes. the only child. You got the, you yeah, got the which is focus, which is all right. I mean, well, good and a bad you know, my, thing. My mother worked all day. You know, she. My mother worked all day. My my uh, my parents were divorced at at as the so. Um, my grandmother watched me a lot. Um, so yeah, I was an only child, but it it it. it uh, yeah, it, it, it's not so romantic. I don't know. I mean, either it's. I'm sure there's downsides to having five or six siblings as well, but, yeah. um, you know, being an only child is not, it's not all that glamorous. You don't you spend a lot of time. Lot of oh, time. You, you dropped again. You know, I noticed, yeah. I noticed when you look to the left, huh? to the there, left, huh? there seems to be more of an issue, but, but when you're facing a little more to your right shoulder or, or facing straight on, then uh, you're a little more clear. It, it 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 still has been showing some signs of of breakage here and there. How do we feel about about that? All right, so far it's good. So check, far, check. 
Uh, I'm getting way more signal like this, I believe. Um, and I also <laughs> noticed when you were when you were testing, you were a little further back the first time. So I don't yeah. know if the distance is affecting it at all. Um, but then when you start to get close, yeah. Uh, and they need to hear you. You know, I wouldn't be making such a big deal about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got you. You know, on uh, if they're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, like you know, they they want to know who the, who the guy is. All right. Uh, ooh. No. Really? It it's almost like it's clipping. It's almost like there's a a gate on it or something where it's. it's like a like a limiter for some reason. There's nothing on it. What about now? That's, that's good. That's good. Okay. All right. All right. Let's let's let's, let's try. I again. Switched up my mic recently. <laughs> doing some weird shit. Um, that could be. That sounds like the best. Yeah, probably. Um, check check. All right. What about that? So far, so good. Okay. <clears throat> what was that? I don't yeah. Keep. Um, Get, um, give it a little back up just a little bit off of it. Let's what about here? That might be better. I wonder if it's just clipping and it's it's uh, pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here? Good. Yeah, that's great. Okay. That's great. Right there. Who knows, great. man? At least SM7B, so far. they're funky. That's how they go. Um, yeah, they're weird. Uh, um, so the only child. And so it's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I labeled you SR the wild child. And I, I, was just <laughs> saying, I was just saying before you got on, like back when we were talking about the, the team being animated, I remember I was saying like, oh, yeah, I would draw uh, SR with a guitar and he would float. <laughs> he would yeah. never touch the ground. And then it's interesting that <laughs> I chose the wild child and to hear that you were our only child, which I yeah. I probably knew some, somewhere yeah. in one of our conversations, but wasn't thinking about it. And it kind of makes sense because when you're an only child, you kind of get a little more freedom to, you know, the, the world is your oyster. You don't got to share. You don't got to, it's no one else's birthday in the house. It's my <laughs> birthday. It's your Christmas. It's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Christmas definitely. Well, I come from an Italian family. So yeah, they, uh, everything's about the babies, you know, and but I have a son. It's like my mom FaceTimes him twice a day. Um, never stops calling him. Exactly. You know what? It's awesome though because, like you said, as a child, a lot of the attention is is on you, but it's not always. Sometimes it's very critical attention, and people don't mean it. It's just you're the only one around, right? So, right, right. A lot of people, a lot of you know, sometimes it's people watching you, being very critical about what you're doing, and you know, so it's it's a little bit of a relief as an adult to now I when my mother calls me, I don't have to explain anything. You know, um, she's calling for my son, right? So I'm off the hook now, which is great. Um, but yeah, being an only child, it definitely it has permeated. My, it's definitely part of my personality, and I spend most of my time in my, you know, most of my time thinking, um, and sometimes overthinking. Of and it's probably it, that, that probably plays a part. Um, and uh, yeah, but anyway, so so you, you, can you still hear me? Well? Here and there. I mean, I'm really? I'm I'm getting what you're saying. It's just okay. not it's just not consistent. That's interesting. I don't, I don't know what that's about. And but and yeah. what, well, what's funny? Here's the hilarious part, and this is the beauty of of tech and the audio world. When when you are giving your story, yeah, 
it's it's, it's all over the place. But then the moment you go, really, that's weird. It's like perfect. <laughs> it's like it's like crystal clear. It's even. It's warm. It's like everything you want audio to be in a digital format. And then you're like, yeah. So and then it just goes right back. To <laughs> this is how electronics are, man. It's like you know, you know me. I that's my other business is in the world of electronics. Yeah. And so it's like, I deal with that where I remember I had a, a, a customer, I spent maybe a good 14 hours, a good 14 hours with this customer, um, putting in a, a surround sound system, right? They bought this brand new surround sound system from uh, Magnolia AV, which is a, the higher end, the portion of Best Buy. And after the, after the 14 hours, we put it all in, turned it on, nothing. When I say nothing, I mean like not a whisper, not a crackle, not a hum. I heard nothing. I'm sitting there like, what is going on? It's brand new. It's a brand new Harman Kardon receiver. It, uh, it's a like brand new speakers. I forgot the brand at the time. I remember the Harman Kardon because that turned out to be the issue. But, um, you know, I sat there troubleshooting for like another hour hour and a half and the whole time i'm thinking this can't be life like this this can't be my reality right now i i go home feeling just depleted and and conquered um to the next morning the um my customer called me maybe around 8 30 in the morning and uh they were like hey everything works and i was like i was like oh that's that's a that's awesome you know what did you do and they said nothing we just i just turned it on this morning and it was just playing and i'm like did you did you change anything like a setting did you touch any power did you nothing they're like no 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 my actually my son was just he got up and he went to go watch cartoons and he turned it on the next thing i know i, I heard the sound on and I went in there and I asked him, and, and he's too young. He wouldn't have known anything to do. He said he just turned it on and, and turned it up. I'm like, you're kidding me. And to this day, this was like, this had to be a good, I don't know, 15, 12 to 15 years ago. And to this day, I have zero understanding of what happened. It is just a mystery in my audio history that will never be solved. <clears throat> the day that everything wrong until 24 hours later and it went right that well, I can't explain. <laughs> well, tell me something about this, Mike. I, I, good thing about being your producers. I mean, can you hear me better on this one? Uh, not yet. Really? It's got to be something getting a good. Um, I'm getting a nice signal. Um, I wonder if it's like, let's check this actually. Uh, how about that? That so far is better? Yeah, so far yeah, is better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How about that? That's good. That's, uh, I found the issue there. You found um, the issue? <laughs> yeah, there was an issue in that, and I did not know this, obviously. I've never used this platform before, but you have to change the input on the actual, um, on the actual stream. Me, I have to do it from. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So that should be working better. <sighs> yeah, so far it's better. That? I can tell. Yep. Better, 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 better. 
So far better. So far better. Let's okay. Let's get into the next portion and we'll see. Okay. Because All clearly right. the in-between time is great. Let me <laughs> let's, let's see right. what Let it's me like. Know. Let <laughs> me know if you're having issues hearing this, but it sounds better on my end now. Yeah. Um Okay, so we're talking about uh, so, only child. Yeah, so so yeah, so being an, being an only child, yeah, you spend a lot of time at least Maybe there's kids who have maybe it's romantic for some people, but um for me it was definitely hard. <clears throat> um so now as an adult, I I I maybe maybe have a tendency to rely on myself t- too much, maybe just rely on myself for for support or for, you know, particularly emotional support. Um but can you still hear me? So far, so good. I'm okay. gonna put on my headphones though, just to see but, if um, I can hear you different. Yeah. So, but but, but still, but still, uh, but still playing music every single day. And I think what changed, what changed, uh, what turned it from a hobby, like a thing that I thought, okay, for definitely making real friends, right? I mean, long-term friends. I had a few friends as, as, as in high school. Uh, Bro, I don't, I don't, I can't tell what's going on. Wait, something seriously still going on? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Wow. And it's crazy because it was good. And then it's almost like it's like slowly getting worse and worse and it's breaking down as it's we go along. can't be on my end because I'm getting a good signal, um, You're solid on your side. I mean, it. Daria, but that change for you. Um, do, do me a favor. Do me a favor. I I'm gonna yeah. uh, do me a favor. Call me. Let's just test this out real quick. Sorry for everybody listening. We just want to make it right. Um, yeah. Use the link and hit me on like your phone or something else. Well, you on your computer for right? for audio? You mean? No, no, no. Just. Period. Like I'm, I'm gonna. Okay. Uh, oh, use the link and do it for my phone. I get you. Yeah, right yeah. I'm okay. gonna uh, pull you off here, and then I'll bring right. you on. Let me try. Let me All try. Right, All right. I just gotta get. You know, I want, want my guy to be right. He has a an incredible story to tell, and um, it's just dynamic in 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 every sense of the word when it comes to um, music production. And you kind of hear him talking about himself as a as a guitar player, his early days playing the guitar. I think that's crazy that he. <laughs> they said he has heard stories about the guitar being too big for him to play. I think that's that's always fun. That's always fun to hear cool stories about yourself when you were younger. Um, all right, so we're going to bring him back in. We just, just want to see if the audio is any better. All right. All right, let's test that. What are, what are we? You hear me now? I hear you perfect. All right, so who the hell knows? As soon as I, as soon as I got off with you, my my microphone input was through the roof. So something's going on with, <laughs> with the streaming thing and my mic or so who knows. Uh, gotcha. Gotcha. Anyways, okay. you, can, you can hear me good now. I can hear you. Perfect. Now. Perfect. Now. Okay. Where was um, it? So okay. Sorry to make you, sorry to make you hold your phone, uh, right. but, I, but I do appreciate it. Uh, audio sounds great now. So let's, okay. let's kind of shift into like, we kind of know the background yep. of, of when you first got that, that red guitar, yep. right? Yep. Okay. Right. And so, 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 but, but I know the SR of today plays multiple instruments. Yeah. Yeah. He's production aficionado. So, so take me into that, that journey for you 
from that first guitar that you can yep. barely remember all yep. the way to now. You know um, what I'm saying? Yeah, so first guitar uh, turned into uh, wanting to write my own songs, which happened about 11 years old. Then I started writing my own stuff, and at about 16, I started my first band, which is kind of when it became serious for me, and probably too serious. And if you ask my friends from back then, they'll be like, man, you were kind of, you were taking this a little too serious. We were playing, <laughs> we, we were, we were playing fucking, we were playing bowling alleys, and you were like really making us practice. And, um, you hold know, on, and, hold on. And what was the true. name of the band? Because it was like my favorite name ever. What's the name of the band? Uh, well, no, I have so many. I don't know which one was your favorite, but my, my first one ever was was named Tangent. Tangent. And I did not, I did not name that one. No, but no. Um, our first, my first show ever was, um, my first show ever was at a bowling alley for real. For real and for real. it was amazing. We were playing covers like, I'm talking like Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train, and I was just Ooh. ripping solos for three minutes. And then we were playing, uh, you know, Leonard Skinnerd, Sweet Home Alabama, mm. like just, just a weird mixture of things that makes no sense. Yeah. But we were at the bowling alley, and we're all playing, and we're all shredded, and we're we're having a blast. And all these people are stopping their games and coming to watch because this was our first experience playing out live, and that um, that camaraderie, right, of like people coming and participating and, and being close to you yeah. um we all just got hooked to that right we got hooked to that feeling of 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 hanging out with people and new people and and meeting you know a lot of times as a as a in a band everyone who's in it who's been in a band can attest to this you meet some some wild freaking people and that was we we got into that lifestyle of just like playing shows meeting new people wanting to travel and go and play shows in other places just from that one bowling alley show, right? It became like a thing. So then I was out playing a show somewhere, and this is probably the band name that you like, which was uh, uh, we were obviously we were young, so don't judge us too much. But the band was called Under a Falling Sky, which obviously means there was screaming involved, which there was. And so, so I was writing a bunch of songs by myself and having nowhere really to put them at that point because the band that I was in was playing covers. And um, so I was playing, we were playing this show at the beach. I can't remember even what it was called anymore. Bonfire Fest, maybe. Yeah. And these guys, dude, we're, so we're young, right? We're, we're just taking this too seriously. I'm like, <laughs> I must be like 14 or 15. But like the way I remember it, right, is these, <laughs> I'm like a young kid, right, playing at the beach for, yeah. the local, for the local, you know, high school kids and college kids. And this other band walks up to me and it was like, they're like, man, we want you to be part of our band. And I'm like, what is it? like this? But back then, we, it was such a serious moment, right? So like, we want you to be- It was we like, want it was you like to a gang initiation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we want you to quit this band and be part of our band. And I was like, wow, man, this is wild. So I'm younger than all of them, right? So yeah. I'm thinking like I just got inducted into the you know Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, of course, easily. Yeah, so yeah. I joined this band. And this is where I start to see like oh, oh you left you yeah. you did it well I didn't leave you right like, away I didn't no I know I didn't leave bitches. right away I didn't leave right away I went I went to one of their rehearsals and I was like oh this is what a serious band does right and so then I went back to my other rehearsals and I kind of tried to implement some of the things that I had seen kind of dabbling in this other group's rehearsals and stuff and I realized like okay I gotta I if I 
if I want to do something, if I want to go to the next like step of this, and of course, again, 14, 15 years old, that means absolutely nothing. But in my brain at the time, it meant something. So looking back, it's just comedy now. Right. But I thought, okay, I gotta, I gotta move on to this next thing. And, and I told these guys like, um, you know, well, I still want to do this, but I'm going to go do this other thing too. And so that thing kind of fell apart because of course we're kids. Right. So I, I joined this other thing and I meet this group of people who they like it, it, as a young person, it made me realize like, Oh, this is actually what I want to do with all of my time forevermore. So then, then it became a struggle, you know, at home because my mother's, uh, She's an academic. She wants to me. She wants me to love school and be in school. And unfortunately, I hated every minute of school from start to finish. And that's just the truth. And um, I didn't hate learning. That's a different thing. I hated school particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, not learning. I love to learn. I was always a sponge. And so, yeah, my you know the next stage is college, which is where I realized the kind of things I wanted to learn. Um, so, anyways, a lot of struggle, right? Where I was playing guitar six hours a day whenever I got a chance. Like, if I had to get up early, I'd play guitar. If I had to stay up late, I'd play guitar. But I was just sitting on my amp writing music because I couldn't wait to play the next show on the weekend. And we played shows every weekend, and we became a fairly popular group in that part of the in that part of the uh, in of the tri-state area. And then we, you know, my mother said, uh, I told my mother, I said, listen, I'm, we're gonna buy a bus now. Imagine, I'm a father now, so I can't imagine my son tells me this. Um, I found a bus for $1,000 that a guy who runs a circus is selling out of his backyard. And I'm going to go buy it. <laughs> so and hit, and hit the road and make millions. Yeah. yeah. Right it's going right. down, mom. <laughs> so I said, I'm going to go, we're going to go buy this bus for $1,000 and we're going to travel the country playing music. And she's like, yeah, except for no, you're not going to do that, right? <laughs> and so I said, this was the, this was a turning point in my in my in my maturity, yeah. where I said, actually, I'm going to do it, and so it's going to happen, right? It's going to happen, and I'm am going to do it, right? So that's out of, that's off the table now. But I just want to let you know what I'm doing, and and what kind of would make you feel comfortable with me going to do this? Hold on, hold and, on. How old are you? Oh, I'm six, seventeen, maybe. Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you. This is where this is where black people talk about the difference yes, in how yes. black people can talk to their parents. A hundred percent. Because I'm I'm listening to you like I don't feel like I can say that now. No, like, but the even, thing is the thing is right I now. couldn't say that before. I could never have said that before, but for some reason it was just a moment. She believed first off, my mother's an attorney. And, you know, in court, they call her, and I'm not kidding, people, adult men with tear, with fear in their eyes have told me, we call your mother the dragon lady in court. And so you can't get things past her. And she was not about most things. But this time she, she understood that this was something I was going to do. And so I was either going to do it without her permission and I was just going to go and do it, which maybe would have made it more dangerous for me to do. Or she was going to tell me what was going to make her comfortable and, and, and I would try to accommodate. And I think she just knew like, oh, this is like, he's not kidding. And, and there's nothing I can do to stop this. So, you know, it's like, I'd rather us be on good terms about it. And, and, and maybe he, he'll accommodate me so that I don't, I'm not up all night every night. And I'm sure she was up all night every night, but yeah, had to be. 
But anyways, we went and we fixed up this darn bus, a big, uh, big uh, black, like wow. just a big black school bus. <clears throat> wow. We, we outfitted it with beds. We put all our gear in it and we booked weeks and weeks of, of shows. And we just took off in the summer. And that's fire. And now that bus broke down a bunch of times. Of course that, it did. It was a thousand dollars. And that that's why I he was getting rid it. of it. And that I never told her. And well, she knows now, but I never told her then, right? But we of were stranded in Pennsylvania. I think I think within two hours of leaving, it broke down. And then <laughs> and then we got it fixed by somebody at a local shop. And then and then we we were successful for a few weeks with that bus. And right. then it broke down in Pennsylvania. We met all these cool people. We stayed at their houses. I mean, I was every night we were on the microphone. Does anybody have a place we can stay? Does anybody have a barn we can sleep in? And people were always like, yeah, come by my place. And we'd meet the That's wildest dope. people, man. Um, so Hold on real quick. I just want to back up to something you said. Yeah. You said you were taking it way too serious. We were only like 15, yeah. 16. I, I beg to differ. Yeah, maybe, I beg yeah. to differ. I mean, if you look at, look at So So Deaf yeah, as, yeah. as a unit, they was all dang near 11 to 17 years old from the yep. producer to the top talent crisscross the brat yep. bow wow jd all little kids for the most part so i don't think i just think it was in you you know what i mean yeah. you were just a prodigy to it and so there was it was there was no escaping that there destiny. wasn't but i was also turning into like i was i was like trying to parent people because i wanted our rehearsals to go well i wanted yeah. our shows to go well so i'd be like you know, you got to stop smoking cigarettes. We got to go to the gym together. We got to get our shit together so that we can be a productive group so that when the time comes, um, you know, because we were going to, we started going to studios at that point and working with semi well-known producers to make these, uh, our next, our first like real legitimate album. And mm -hmm. I wanted, and at that age already, I had that like type A personality mixed with the type B personality. And if you knew my parents, you'd understand they're polar opposite people. Mm -hmm. But I had that type A personality in me where I was like, no, if we're going to do it, we got to take it seriously. We got to actually try to make it happen. And I actually won't do it otherwise. Right. So it, it, I was getting an, are you there? I'm there. There you are. I was getting, uh, I was probably getting mildly annoying. Um, I'm still friends <laughs> yeah, with all mildly. Just yeah, just, just a little slowly, bit annoying. You know, slowly. I was I was being prince a little bit. You know how they say behind it, like, but I was being just like, I was being a little bit annoying about like making sure we were at rehearsals, make sure we were rehearsing enough, make sure we had the right gear, make sure we were, you know, playing out often enough, making sure we did this, blah blah. blah. And and I think at that point it was like that's when you start separating yourself from other folks because yeah. some people just want to do it for fun, right? You right. know, this is true. Yeah. So, true. you know, after this touring thing or whatever, we went and we made this album. And I think what happened was the producer that was making that album, he tried to separate me from the from this group. Again, this was like a, another this is like a recurring nightmare where like now someone's trying to separate me from a group. And the only reason is because, you know, he feels like, OK, you're taking it seriously and I want you to, to, to I want you to come and do something separately with me. And, and at this point, these were like my best friends and I really believed in us and and. So we were, we, I was like, no, we're going to, we're going to do this together. And they were all like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to do this together and we're going to move to California and we're going to, um, try to really make this a thing. Oh, so Callie comes because of that group. Callie comes because of that group. And we, we kind of changed it up. It, it, it was a band before like a screamo band, but then I was like, I want to start making more 
like radio esque songs. I want to like make songwriter songs. I want hooks. Yeah. Um, so when you say screamo, you mean because I don't know. Yeah. The, when you say screamo, the first thing I think is like like goth rock, like that's what I think of. So it's scream not quite that. It's not quite that. Mm -hmm. You ever heard Paramore? No. You know Paramore. Um, oh, what if I meant to break? Then I got it where I want it now. It's a female fronted band. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So if that band had people screaming every now and again, that would be like pretty close to screamo, but that's a little bit lighter. But it's like it's like metal music mixed with emo music, but they're singing and they're screaming. It kind of goes back and forth. Um wow. Yeah, so like our singer, like he's that's so hard. Words. That's hard, so hard for me to see you doing because you're so mellow, right? So laid back. So to even imagine you in a band where you're screaming all through the tri-state areas, like <laughs> I, I wasn't mellow then. I was angsty and I was hurt about something and I don't know exactly what. But there, but you know that's another for another story. But I was writing yeah. a lot of very angsty lyrics and a lot of very, um, a lot of very uh, yeah angry lyrics. And so it was not. It wasn't. It wasn't a stretch then. But um, so yeah, what happened is we kind of we kind of morphed into like more of a singer songwriter type thing, more of like uh, you'd call I mean I guess you'd call it like like soft contemporary rock or something. I don't know how we made this switch, but it was just like a it was just like a natural transition for me. I always liked every kind of music anyway, so to me it was like I just want to play songs that actually sound like are good. And that people all over the place, all over the world can get into. I don't want to be such a niche group anymore. Um, gotcha. Gotcha. So then <laughs> I was, we were playing a show in New York. We somehow landed it. We somehow got a manager and real quick, um, Eric in the chat. What's oh, up? Hey. What's up, fam? I see you. And you're right. All the time. Pod is good. All the time. All the time. <laughs> all the time, baby. All right, so um, you said so you got a manager. Yeah, so at this point I'm in college. I'm I'm studying global studies. I know for a fact I don't want to go for music cuz music like music in college is like there's nothing that was more annoying to me personally. I understand the value of it. For me personally, I could not turn music into math like that. I just couldn't enjoy it and that's not how I started. It just didn't work for me very much, but I under I I envy people who did it and have that kind of understanding of music, but it just did not work for me. Um, so then I started going for global studies. Um, and so, you know, learning about the world, learning about different cultures, like really uh, excited me. So that was a great use of my, of, of studies at that point. But then I was, uh, you know, we were playing out in other States regularly and we were playing in New York and we landed ourselves a manager and her whole thing was like, you guys got to be in California. Right. So, my I life. was like, okay, I don't know. You know, I, I mean, I guess at that point I had, I had no interest in going to California, but she was like, I know some people out in California that can make this really happen. And I'm like, okay. And now I know looking back that, Hey, let, let me tell you something. There's no shortcut. Like people who make this short, shortcut shit up, this story, no shortcut. this is for marketing. This there's no shortcut. Cause I went through one, two, three, four, five managers. And guess what? They all had amazing intentions. Some of them have connections in, in ways I would not mention right now because it would be, they have, they can seriously name drop. Some of these people can seriously name drop and nothing 
just not nothing meaningful came out of those situations really other than my relationships with those people which are great i don't util i don't utilize that we don't util we don't utilize each other in a business sense anymore but i still talk to a lot of those folks and i consider them mentors but in terms of like what it meant to have a bunch of people around like there is no shortcut because you know what the reality is i was not i wasn't ready and so, and so you you would ready. say that's that's why it didn't happen. I, I was not ready. And now looking back, I know that I wasn't ready even more now than I did then. Then I did. I, I didn't know that. Then I kind of like I, I well, first off, I, my personality is always such that I could literally just be like I could have six Grammys right now. And I'll tonight I'll be like, damn, I need to do more. What should I do? I need to figure out how to do more. You know, like that's just how my brain is. So. But then, then I didn't know I was not ready. And now looking back, it took me not too long actually to look back and realize I wasn't ready. And mm -hmm. what showed me that I wasn't ready mm -hmm. was doing the work that people are forgetting to do. Here's the if you want to do anything in music and you didn't spend a few years sucking really bad in, in a garage somewhere. There's something you don't know. There is. Talk, there's something talk you don't. Talk there's, to some, him. there's something that you don't know, and the, yeah. and I'm and there's something that you don't know. There is something separating you from the person who did that. And I know many, many successful people who spent years and years sucking in a garage yeah. just for the fun of it. Yep. And you you can't skip that stage. I'm you sorry. Can't you can't cheat the process. You can't. You can't. And, and that's yeah. what I learned after those meetings those initial meetings like she was setting me up with record label meetings there was no reason that i, I was in the right places there was yeah. no re i was talking to the right people there's no reason yeah. except for the fact that i wasn't ready now yeah. i had the 10 years of sucking in a garage what i didn't have what i didn't have was the 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 understanding of what it takes to be a good business person in the music industry what it means to turn music into money and and also what it means to like be a triple threat right to not to write music to perform music to produce music to sing to play you know some people will call you call someone like that like ryan tedder a hundred percenter for example someone who can just be left in a room by themselves and then they'll have an album for in a month that's like ready to go yeah right yeah. and that's what i wanted to be and um that's what i wanted to be and i was not ready to be that kind of person yet and you know what changed changed for me was not any of those opportunities, none of them working out, all of them falling by the wayside, all of them turning into dust in front of me. And then just spending time in studios with people till four in the morning for six years straight. That's when I started recognizing, oh, dude, dude, there was a whole step I was trying to skip. There was a whole step I was trying to skip. Yeah. Gratefully, I had the first step, the very first step, which is sucking for 10 years. Yeah. I had that step. The next step was being in rooms one after another, one after another, night after night, week after week, week after week, different people, this person, that person, this genre, that genre, this song, that song, this type of lyric, this type of lyric, and just, just joyfully moving through music night after night. And... I got the opportunity to do that with certain collaborators, Nova, yeah. Monster, people like that, you know, and then I had my own studio in Studio City and you'd come by and we just make music for no freaking reason all the time. All the time. And that's what you have to do. You do. And unfortunately yep. what I notice as a producer now is 
particularly young artists, but particular, but but also even more particularly artists who are now starting to get into like the process of doing all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they don't want to hear that they're not ready. Yeah, they yeah. don't want to hear it. And the fact is, they're not. And it's not because they don't have talent. It's right. not because they don't have passion. It's because they haven't put the time in. But that's the thing. A lot of times when you tell somebody th- that very real statement that maybe yeah. you're just not ready, maybe there's there's something else that you need. There's something you know in that foundational piece of you as an artist that yeah. it, it, it will show. Yeah, you, it will. you might be able to get by in the beginning, but the longevity in your longevity is going to show. What they hear is you saying I suck. And that's you saying that's, I'm not good enough. You saying I came out it. here for nothing, and it's like that's not no. it. No, I'm saying be patient and be joyfully patient, right? Because that's what makes it work. You have to be joyfully excitable and patient, but you have to be like you have to want to do it regardless of the outcome. Otherwise, and I, I know that sucks, and it's like it's almost like annoying to hear, like, well, you got to do it. And not really worry about the outcome. And I wish that was not the case. I wish you could go in saying this song's going to be a hit and this song's going to make me a million dollars. And that's why I'm going to do it. And I'm going to put all my effort into it. And then that's going to be the outcome. But you actually can't do that. You literally, you have to go into studios night after night, week after week, no matter what day job you got. If you don't have kids, you got, you have to do it. You just have to. If you've got kids, that's another, dude, being a parent is a totally different thing. But if you don't got kids. And you're not in, and I don't just see you around in studios regularly doing stuff. You're missing a whole step, and you're 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 uh, you're trick you're kidding yourself about what's gonna happen when an A and R or 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 someone of that caliber listens to your music, and you don't think they're gonna be able to tell because they'll tell you right now they can tell. And whether they can play music or not, and a, a lot of hear this argument a lot is like they don't even play music, and it's like maybe they don't. And I agree, that's kind of obnoxious. Like, right, as a creator, you want to be critiqued by people who know what you do and know the process and how it works and how hard it is to get where you got. Right. But the fact is, they don't. But I'll tell you what, they they can hear. I think that they can hear readiness. I'm yeah. fairly certain they can hear readiness, and it's not in the genre. It's not even necessarily in the lyric. It's not even necessarily in the production. It's in a delivery. It's in a an, it's an energy that reads as readiness. Yeah. And people who are ready, you just you don't question it. You're not like, oh, I wonder if that like you you can feel it when they enter the room that like this person's ready, whatever that means. You can just tell. You know that they're ready to take the responsibility on of success. They're ready to, you know, because this is the thing people don't understand. If you want to make money now. And you want to do it without a label and you want to do it without all these big money factories behind you, which most people are doing now. You can't just be cool. You have to also (laughs) – you have to also – you have to come across as a person that people trust with money. And you have to come across as a person who people trust with time and with deadlines and with deliverables. It's not just – you can't just be cool all the time and expect people to pay you. Yeah. And so I learned all of these things just from putting in, ask any, you know, ask any, you got, you know, a few of the guys I used to work with, a few of the people I used to work with in studios all the time, ask any of them how many hours we spent in the studio, just making stuff, making stuff, making stuff, pitching stuff, pitching stuff, artists in, not artists in them, me doing vocals, them doing vocals, 
tapping on a table and turning it into a sample. Like just ask them how many hours we spent doing it. They'll never be able to recount the right. amount of hours that right. we did that. That's the grind. I, I call it like the, the lottery effect <clears throat> because with the lottery, um, people see the winners, yeah. right? They see the success moment. They see the big check. And, and that is, that's enchanting. Yeah. You know what I mean, you want a piece of that. Like, of course. I feel like that'll solve your, all of your life's problems, which I guarantee it won't do some research on what happened with <laughs> like almost over half of the lottery winners. I would say over like 80% were either Money's broke gone. or in a worse place than they were Money's before gone. they won the lottery. However, Money. yeah. Um, but but that that bears a similarity to what I'm saying about with artists. So a lot of times with these new artists, they they see the the celebrity, they see yep. the success story, and they feel like, hold on, the 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 talent that I have or I believe I have is better than the talent that they have. So I should be able to leapfrog. <laughs> where they are and you don't know you don't yep. like you're saying you don't know all of the lottery tickets that they bought <laughs> no but also also well also what i want to tell people is you could be as talented as that person that you like you're mentioning you could yep. look at someone and be like i'm as talented as that person and of course we've all thought that at some point like you're an incredible rapper i'm sure you've looked at rappers and been like ah, i could out rap that guy but that's not all there is to it right but you could out rap plenty of people i mean you're you're there's there's no doubt in my mind you could out rap you know half of the top 40 rappers that are that are on there or more but dude let me tell like if you're a new artist and you and you have those thoughts quite often let me just tell you right now aliens dude there are I, I there are aliens out there in the studio people that are so freaking on the nose talented you wouldn't sleep that night after working with them you'd be like how how did that just happen this is true like like you, you know, you used to run, um, I can't, I, I, red light lounge. Was that what you called it? Yep. Yeah. Dude, the, some of the drummers that came in there, some of mm. the, the, I mean, you, as good as I, as good as I ever thought that I was now I know, oh, I just got to keep putting in hours, no matter how good it doesn't matter. Countless hours. I just got to keep putting them in. Cause that's cause there are aliens out there. There are people I've met in studios. I can't describe to you. I don't know where it comes from. Like, I know people that have written some of the best songs I have ever heard in minutes, in minutes, minutes, in minutes. It just comes out. They're just comes out. some of the greatest songs of all time. And guess what? Some of these people don't have labels. Some of these people do have labels and, the, and their deals sucked and they didn't get anywhere with and them. They and they made, made a crappy album after that. And I know freaking singers, dude, if you, if you do those steps that I'm talking about, where you're just in different studios all the time, just working, working, working with people, you are going to meet, I just, the only word I can think of is you're going to meet aliens, man. These people who you just can't believe they exist. And so no matter how good you think you are, there are people out there who are insane. I mean, I can't even tell you. And and they don't have record deals. And if they do, some of their deals are crap. And some of their deals don't work out. And some of them quit after that. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Some of the most successful people, some of the most incredibly talented people I know have been in limbo for the last 10 years. They don't have two pennies to rub together in terms of music. I'm sure they have other jobs. But in yeah, terms yeah. of music, they don't have two pennies to rub together. Right. And it's not because they're not amazing. It's because they just have not figured out that process that – turns it into success, turns it into money, turns it into stability. And it took me up until not too long ago 
to try and figure that out. And in the end, I accredit it not to my talent, not to what I can do. It's to the fact that when I work with artists, I am so incredibly detailed about their desires and about how to make them come to fruition. And I always tell them the truth and I'm always on time and I always deliver, uh, I always, the deliverables are always done when they're supposed to be done. I never mess around. You're not gonna catch me drunk one night not doing what I said I was gonna do. That's what I credit the fact that I could turn music without some major label, without massive, without massive placements into financial stability. That's what I credit it to. I do not credit it to what I'm capable of. Now, right. of course, right. that always lends itself to part of it, but I do right. not credit it to my talent. I credit it to the atmosphere that I create when an artist is coming to me for a project. I take it seriously. I know it's important. I know that this is their livelihood, and I know they worked hard for the money that they're going to pay me. But you, but you, you, you just, you just hit it on the nose. You just hit it on the nose. When people haven't found that centering that you have, that that's that place where you're you're grounded, right? They are out seeking it. Right, right. They come to LA like you did, seeking it, right? Yeah. Like I did, seeking it. There's a difference when you attract it, right. And that's the difference of being solid and grounded in yourself, in your believing in your what you do, and just knowing. Like at a certain point, you just know you yeah. don't need anybody else to tell you you're good. You don't need anybody else to pat you on the back. You know, and in that space, you will then become the attractor yeah. of opportunities more than having to yeah. knock down every door, asking, searching for an opportunity. I still say to this day, I've never sent an email asking for work. And that's just a fact. I have had consistent work. I have had consistent clients for the last several years. And for 10 years, I've had clients that were not paying me very much because I wasn't charging very much because I didn't feel like I had that system together yet. So I had to work other jobs. I worked plenty of other jobs. And, but, it, but I've had consistent work for 10, 12 years and I've never had to go looking for it. And I think it simply comes down to that atmosphere of, of like, well, also, yeah, I spent years and years working at meditation institutes and trying to get my, that sense of groundedness to, to, to be part of my everyday life. Yeah. And the more that was cultivated, the more opportunities just start showing up. And sometimes I think, well, why wasn't it this opportunity that would have been bigger and more important, more meaningful? Why wasn't it this opportunity? Why wasn't it that, is it that opportunity? But I have no doubt now that like exactly where I'm supposed to be is exactly where I'm exactly, exactly where I would be the most happiest is right. The most happy is right where I am doing what I'm doing. Hmm. And I feel like that mentality has attracted that type of work to me, the type of work where people can pay for my services yep. and I can deliver the thing they're asking for. And it can happen time after time. Yep. And it doesn't mean I'm not insecure sometimes about, well, what about five years from now? What about 10 years? What about right, when I'm 70? You know, um, especially even now as a parent, you probably even more. <laughs> yeah. But the funny thing is my son is a beacon. He, his presence has allowed me to attract more money, has allowed yeah. me to attract more success. Just him being alive and in front of me has allowed me to let go, to, to let go of my ego even more and to just be, just 
be happy with where I'm at, where I am, and try to be happy with what I have. And that's not always easy, especially for freaking human beings. We're we're nutcases. We just want more and more and more. And and I'm no stranger to that concept either. Um, but I I can I can um, I have good enough willpower to not turn my life into that. And that's all we need in life is like, yeah, we're gonna want this and that and this and that. The idea is not to let yourself go crazy, you know. Always yeah. trying to, to to get everything and to be everything for everyone, right. um, and so he's a beacon for that too, you know. And I have, I have other work now, like in in video production, and in, I run a small media team at a, an animal sanctuary in California, and I have other work now. And this all kind of came about around his birth, and you know, it took me a long time to to make this kind of stuff work. Yeah, and um, to me, it does come down to the prioritizing that what you're calling grounding it does it does come down to that um to a, a calm nervous system really yeah there, there's a everyone knows the old uh cliche uh, if you build it they will come yeah <laughs> but we often never think that it might be you exactly yeah because when you're an artist when you're a creative a lot of times that is it like yeah if you build you yeah because even in, like you said, in, in those hours of that process, your mind is always going. Yeah. Your mind is always going. So you're constantly thinking of, oh, what about this? I don't do this. Da, 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 da. Why did they do this? How did that work? Da, da, da. And you, you're analyzing. It's like you're, you're just downloading yeah. all the time. You're, you're oh. like chat GBT before it even came out. You're just yeah. downloading all of this great information and and you're not ai you're like re you're like ri <laughs> you know what i'm saying you're you're like real intelligence <laughs> oh dude that's great that's so a, you're like you're like the, the name of something right you're like the ri now and so but a lot of people they, they want to skip that so imagine if you took ai and tried to start it before google tried to start it before you know yeah. all all of these 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 um the, delivery these, systems or right whatever. these huge yeah. factories online of information before wikipedia before and, and you tried to start ai back then it wouldn't be so smart no it wouldn't be able to do nearly as much as it does but the right. timing was right so the same timing with chat is the same timing with you like you it's so freaking true man it's i actually i actually think that that's what like tastemakers are picking up on hmm. like people who are the gate who we consider gatekeepers like, I think that's what they are picking up on. Like, is, does this like energy match the time of whatever's happening right now? Like, yeah. And, and that, and that's not to say, and here's the biggest mistake is that doesn't mean you should be chasing that thing. It means continue to expand on what you do naturally. And eventually yeah. the timing will line up with yeah. what you do and you'll be the next logical thing. The next logical evolution will be what you do. And that's kind of like true. what, that's kind of what you got to do. You got to keep doing what you do and try to do it the best you could do and not try to chase all these things because by the time you chase them, they're gone. And they're so gone. And stop they're trying so to chase gone. them, man, because there's there's no greater time waster, honestly. Yeah. And, and, and you and I both know it. We've we've oh, done yeah, it. We've tried it. Many times. <laughs> we have been there. My, my guy said it. What? Well, he was like. Uh, he was saying, don't do. You know, they say do what you. Oh, that's a, they say do what you would do if money wasn't an issue, right? I always have that thought too. What would oh, I do if what I What would you do if money was an issue? So my guy, he was actually on here um on Sunday, uh Sha Shaolin Sheldon. He says 
don't look at it like don't frame it like do what do what you would do if money was an issue just do what you would do anyway yes so so without the whole if yes. this and that don't matter just yeah. anyway so the same way that you were just up all night writing songs 4 a.m yep. anyway the anyway. same way that you kept picking up that guitar even though it was too big yeah anyway like it's yeah. not about if this or it just be that is just you yeah and and what i realized is what i would do anyway if i wasn't thinking about you know, what are people going to like? What's going to be the thing that work? If I wasn't thinking about that, what I would do anyway is exactly what comes up when I'm doing it. That's what I would do. I, I would just not have any pre-thought or afterthought. I would do exactly what comes up while I'm in the process. And I would let that happen. I would let that evolve. I wouldn't think outside of it. I would just do exactly what comes up. And so a lot. I try to do that as often as possible. I try to just Whatever is coming up, whether it's a melody or whether it's an instrument that I like, I try not to think about it too much. I try to just do whatever is coming up right now. And that's what I would do if I did not have the stressors of thinking about, you know, what people like or what they don't like or, or what's going to make money or what's going to get placed or whatever. I would yeah. just do exactly what comes up right when I'm doing it. And right. so, you know, right. that's what I try to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you do it well. <laughs> you do it well, man. Like we, uh, I we won't, you know, have time to really get into everything. But you, no, we are... can go, we can go, we can go longer. Actually, little guy's sleeping, so I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Oh, drunk. awesome, awesome. Yeah. You, uh, you are one of the few talents that I know that that not only um finds themselves in wearing multiple hats, but actually wearing those hats well. It's like if someone hears you doing drum production it sounds like someone who always does drum production if you're just doing uh stacking background vocals it sounds like someone who does this all the time like you put your heart and soul into music and yeah. so you have this 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 really rich history of kind of how you got here and then you have what you are now there is one thing that you told me when I first met you that always stood out to me because you're the only person that ever said it. And I went back and forth off. Is that a good approach or not? And I want to know your take <laughs> on it because this is like over 10 years ago remember. now, right? Over 10 years ago, we were talking about um, old school artists and old school music. I know you used to come to the red light and play, um, yeah. you know, uh, some Prince, oh, you might play yeah. Stevie, you, you know, play different, Just, yeah. you know, whatever. And, um, but you said, you don't agree that someone needs to like go listen to old stuff yeah to be able to make great music now do you still feel the same way or you changed here's what I'll, i i do agree. here's here's what i'll say okay um um okay so if i use an analogy like if you're going to be a landscape painter right you got to go see landscapes um it's just a fact. You got to go look at landscapes if you're going to be a landscape painter. Yeah. But if if you're not trying to be a landscape painter and you're just trying to be an artist, then you should like I said, you should do exactly what comes up. And you know, you can call it source, you can call it god, you can call it whatever it is, but that that like stream of 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 consciousness or creativity that comes towards us when we're making stuff it is not limited by the by history whatsoever it's 
it's only limited by how present you are now. And so I don't want to know what it sounds like to repurpose a 70s song. I want to know what it sounds like when someone is connected and what is trying to come through them. So I don't believe that you have to study the greats to be great. I believe you have to be connected and present to be great. And so will those old school vibes be channeled through us? All the time they are. Um, but like, for example, I, uh, I know, I know lots of people who, who, who could, who would be mad at me cause they'd play a song and they'd be like, who do you, who's this? I'm like, I have, bro, I have no idea. Can we make a song? Right. And so I would get so bored of that conversation. All right, all right. I would get so bored of it. I'm like, can we make something? And I, I think it was Prince actually, who one of his quotes is, I don't really listen to music when I want to hear something, I make it. And um and I and that's that's how that's how I make music too. I'm not make I'm not uh, comparing myself to to Prince whatsoever. I'm just saying that in terms of that mindset and that context, I live that way too. I don't listen to that much music anymore. If if I feel like something needs to happen or I feel like there's an emotion, I try to put it into one of my artist records. I try to put it I try to put it into an art to one of my artist songs when I'm when I'm producing demos for somebody or or whatever. I try to make it, and I've always been that way. And um. I'll tell you right now, I only, I only listen to, I, I used to listen to a lot more music. I don't listen to that much music anymore. Um, and I just found that uh, people play that up too much. Unless you're going to be a very niche genre person who's like, I'm bringing the 80s back. Well, yeah, then you got to go listen to 80s music. But I'm not doing that. I'm I'm doing exactly what comes up when I'm doing it. And so I don't need to listen to anybody else to do exactly what comes up when I'm doing it. Um I think early on when you're first learning how to play an instrument or you're first learning how to produce, it's great to listen to other examples of it because it gives you some kind of jumping off point. But I don't think you need to be one of these people. And, here, and here's what I'll say. The people that I know who are most of these people, I would never have in the studio with me. So mm-hmm. that to me should be an ex- – uh, that, that to me is a reason to not want to follow suit. The people that I know who I'm in the car with and they're like, you know what this song is from the 50s? I'm like, no. Can we make some songs? And don't – don't <laughs> – those types of people, I, I don't consider no, them to be – I don't consider them to have any kind of edge um, over other people who don't do that. So I consider the people who have the edge – the edge is presence and connection. How present can I be right now where I am doing what I'm doing with the tools that I have? That's the edge. If you don't have that edge, you could have listened to every single uh, you know, Stevie Wonder record a lot. I mean my uncle is the greatest fan of Stevie Wonder – uh, probably on planet earth and guess how many instruments and songs guess how many instruments he can play zero and guess how many songs he's ever made zero so just do the math you know you either have time to study everybody or you have time to make stuff and that's just i'm a i like making stuff i'm a, I'm a stuff maker i don't want to maker and it's the same with a video it's the same with graphic design it's the same with i make stuff i don't really want to study what other people did that much but i understand yeah why it's cool like i've listened to probably almost every prince song out there i've listened to his live albums zillions of times but simply because i enjoy them um not because i'm trying to like take that into the future i'm not i'm i want to do exactly what i do right when i'm doing it with what i have around to do it with and i I understand that real quick to the chat um roger drakes you know him as dj dodge said uh congratulations on the new life sir he didn't know about um <laughs> Check him out. little man there you go in the back 
<laughs> the little guy. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I, I, still, I still remember, you know, the day the day he was born. I was hitting you. And she, it, what, is it come? Is he there yet? Is he there yet? Is he there? <laughs> Boom! I got a picture. I was like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> He's in the building. <laughs> yeah, and I did uh, my phone. I'm like used up every last gigabyte of phone space. We'll oh yes, that, that you you need a second. Yeah, you have like three. You know, you have multiple. You know, you're you're. <laughs> You're filling up multiple hard drives of photos. Forget it. Just just forget it. Yeah, I, I don't I, I do hear your perspective and I I I I still slide back and forth because there's a part of me that feels very much like what you just said. It's like you you want to be in your own truth, right? Yeah, just you whatever be connected yeah, right into your own moment. You want to yeah. harvest what's inside of you so that you pour that out as as perfectly as you can without outside you know glitches or imperfections i want to get this out the best i can yeah and 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 then there's another part of me that feels like not so much like looking into the past um is a limiter but more like exactly what you said you said you want to be um connected to your source to to god yeah. whatever you call it sometimes for me i look at it like well being able to listen to a great when they were connected to god oh yeah is is there's a presence in that that might stimulate something in you 100%. that 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 was just unrevealed. Maybe since since we all can can kind of be be angels towards each other the way God can use anyone. Um, if if you believe in God, any you know whoever's listening, you can even look at it like, well, God might have sent you that person for you to listen to to that song because 100%. there's something in that song he connected with him that he wants for you too so so i i struggle in that space of yes bring it in yeah but don't crowd it to the point where now i just want to be a cover man because i'm exactly. in i'm endowed with everybody else's greatness exactly and i think like i think what you're talking about is that happy middle ground where it's like a hundred percent there's not like that's what artists are for, right? They're, they're people who are connected in a moment, made something that's never been made before. And you get to return to that to kind of soak in whatever that felt like. And that also yeah. helps kindle your fire, your flame, the thing that you use. That, 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 is about the, that is about the extent to which I use other music. That's the yeah, about, okay. about the I get, extent. I get um, but there are absolutely, like, there's an absolute extreme version of that that I, I do notice a lot of times and I think it is limiting. Um, but also like a hundred percent, what you're describing is like, sometimes you're sent, you, you get this inspiration to listen to something which might, you know, impact your moment and therefore, you know, help you create something. And I think if you are struggling to connect in the moment, really, which we all, I, I struggle with it every single day when it does happen, it's like a thing. I'm like, Oh, I'm here. Cool. I feel yeah. present, right? Um, and a yeah, lot of times it yeah. happens when I'm with other people because they sort of center me, they focus me in the moment, and I, I'm listening to them. They're listening. They're listening to what I'm doing. I'm listening to them singing yeah. in the background, and that just like sucks me into the into yeah, the moment. It works. Yeah, but yeah. like if you're if you're having a little bit of a hard time getting into that space for whatever reason, there could be many reasons. It could be you're tired. Um, could be any. There's zillions of reasons. Um. Then there, then you can, then I, then there is a time to resort to a, what I can call the path of least resistance, the, the next best version of, of getting into the zone, which is inspiration, um, which is, or, or, or actually I should call it motivation. 
I think listening to old stuff to get in the vibe is, is motivation. Being tapped in in the moment is inspiration. And I try my best to be inspired, meaning like something shoot, like I'm in that zone where something just comes into my brain and it works versus listening to something else, hoping that that will move me towards a, a thing. So I think like what you're describing, I like is a, I like what you're that. describing is a perfect middle ground where that's the extent I think you should be like trying to bring in too many influences into the shit because also there's nothing that kills the vibe more than references. I cannot, cannot tell you how much mm. it kills my vibe. Cause I'm like, Ooh, I have an idea for this demo and I go, Oh, I'm about to execute. And then I go, Oh, and, and then I get a text. Oh, here's a good reference for that song. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> I'm over. I'm over. I honestly don't want to do the song for real. I honestly am like, sometimes I'm like, I don't even want to do it anymore because no, that's a fact. now I'm not in it. I, gotta, I don't want to hear I'm it. Not in it. So a lot of times, honestly, and I'll tell this now, and maybe it's a, a secret I shouldn't be divulging because someone on here might want to make a record one day. I do not listen to references. When you send me a reference, you say, this is the reference for a song. I don't listen to it um, because I don't want that here. And the reality is you will like best what I'm most inspired to do. Boom. I, I was just about to say that. I have been in the studio with SR a plenty of nights. We have rocked <laughs> in multiple studios. Yeah. We have been on stage together, and I don't disagree with that statement at all. There's been times that I was like, yo, yeah, maybe something that sounds like, and I start trying to throw out stuff, <laughs> and it feels like there is such a, a hard time yeah dragging through the weeds to try to get to the outcome. Yep. But the times that we just sit there and we're just talking yep. and we're saying like, what's on your heart right now and having a conversation and he might pick up the guitar and he's kind of strumming. I start thinking of something I'm like, Oh, you know, maybe a song that kind of da da da. Next thing you know, <laughs> not only do we have a song, yep. he and I will have the, the song will have the video concept. Yep. We'll That's have br branding. We'll have, we'll have the whole picture. And, and we and all we entered with was an uh, open mind. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of picked that, that up that leads from our to the best sessions. outcome. I kind of picked that up from our sessions where like now when I'm with an artist, I always say like, I don't really want to write about something that happened to you 12 years ago. I want to know what's the dominant feeling in your life today. That's the thing that's going to work. Right, right. Yeah, and, and you, you brought that up a lot to me. There would be times that I was talking to you about an idea Maybe it was an idea because, you know, a lot of times my thinking might be. You're a be, big thinker, yeah. What, right. What what song is not Does out? the world need right now? Yeah. Right. What song is needed? Right. What what song encapsulates yeah. what's going on? And you might be like, okay, that's dope. But, like, is that happening to you? Right. Like, like personally, like, is it is it something that's really affecting you directly? And I might be like, maybe not directly. And it's like, okay, well, let's, let's go to that. Yeah. And, and oddly enough, this is the crazy part for any creator that's out there. If you've been in this long enough, if you've been sucking in the garage, yep. like SR said, <laughs> long enough, you already know yep. this. But a lot of times, the, the further in you go, yep. that other stuff will still find its way to connect to it. A hundred percent of the time. Yeah. A hundred percent. And the thing is, like, that's also where the healing is. And, like, you know, music is for the audience, too, but it's also for you. And I always say, like, the right, the part that we're doing now is for us. Everything after this is for the audience, but this part is for us. So we right, can't right. be cheating ourselves and, and skipping the part where this part's for us. So like, 
I won't. Obviously, I won't say names and I won't say details. But I was. I. I. I this was a, a very. This was a very pertinent story. This honestly, this concept comes up one hundred percent of the time I'm working with any artist about any song. Almost is I go hmm. I, when we're writing something new. I. I always return to. Is this now, or are we being retrospective, or are we being too futuristic? Like, is this now? Because now is what's going to work. Now is what's going to for us. For our process, now is what's going to heal. Now is what's going to create that energy that 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 really makes this 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 meaningful to the next person, yeah. right? I, yeah. It happens almost a hundred percent of the time um, because we all have a tendency to overthink lyrics, right? We all have a tendency yeah. to be like, like you said, we all have a tendency to be like, what does the world want to listen to right now? What do they need? What's the big message? And then the reality is, honestly, the big message is that we're human and that each one of our individual experiences is important and that we have common ground. And so that's what we need to get to is the part that's really affecting you. But I remember a story. I remember a session, a girl was this, this, uh, this, she was feeling really um, impacted by an ex and, and how he was like kind of abusing her, treating her. And I, um, and so the way that the song started was like about freedom and about all these things. And, but it wasn't the freedom that like, was related to this topic. It was freedom, like having fun at the beach type thing. And I mm. said, okay, this is cool. This is cool. I get it. I get it. But isn't there, isn't there something that needs to be said that we're not saying, right? And uh, Stop moving the camera so much. What do you say? Oh, sorry. Stop so I said, isn't, isn't there something that needs to be said that we're just, that we're just not, we're not getting to, we're not getting to that core thing that's going to make this yeah. important. And the resistance was really high, right? We, she didn't want to do it. It was very hard for her to get to that place. But once we finally like, just, I said, no one has to hear it. This part is for us. Let's just do it. And if you can't stand it, then you don't have to perform it. Not every song has to be released. Not every song has to be finished. Sometimes we just okay. start stuff and we got to see where it goes. But the most important thing is that we're being honest to ourselves. We can't be honest to ourselves. We're just not honest people. And so, we got to be honest to ourselves. We got to do the thing that's supposed to be done. And I remember like just the healing process of the, of allowing that to come out and allowing to get, allowing ourselves to get to that really core thing that was really, and, and, and this was a problem that hadn't been solved in her life for almost five or six years. And now all of a sudden wow. it was lifting. Wow. And it's not because it's not because I'm, it's not because we're, you know, we all of a sudden like transcended to a different universe. It's because we were honest about what was affecting us right now and vulnerable vulnerable enough to write about it. And that's the thing, dude. You can't you can't overthink this stuff. It's got to be like what is the dominant feeling right this minute? I yeah, have yeah. to be strong enough to write about that. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would actually say uh retrospectively think and I know you will agree with this because you've uh disengaged from this lifestyle is I think for a lot of artists the worst move which is always thought of as the best move yeah the worst move to make is actually to move to a place like la when you are in <laughs> when you're still in that process right yep. because la forces you out of that space you, yep. you you can't unless you find people like sr unless you find a, a a tight group of people that are on that same wavelength giving off that energy where when you guys get together it's like let's get back to our honesty LA yeah. says, screw your honesty, yeah. make me some money, and you will forever, you won't even realize it. 
but the, the rest of your writing production career will be trying to get LA to accept yeah. you. Oh my gosh. The, the number one thing to do for anybody listening that doesn't live in a place like Los Angeles or New York, Atlanta, places that really push the needle yeah. would be be 100% solid in your music creation development as an artist your sound your thoughts make sure you feel like i have gotten everything from me that i can at this point you can only do as much as you can at that phase of your life yeah don't go to la to find it don't Dream go it, to yeah. new york to find it be done and then go yep then go because look at people like adele look at people like kanye i know we don't really look at kanye like that but think about <laughs> someone like yeah. Like a Kanye. Think about these artists that weren't in the mix, but by the time they got to LA and you heard them, by the time they made it to the, it's like, yeah. whoa. Never thought of that, of Adele, of Adele, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the people that, to me, when I look back, the people that have the greatest longevity, yeah. that have five, six, seven, eight albums, that have um, multiple plaques, that have this, this yeah. historic career. They had it before they made it to the big time. When Wyclef found Destiny's Child, yep. they already were something. Yeah. Beyonce was already something. He took them and said, whoa, this is the thing. I'm taking this over here. Yeah. And look, and look what happened. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a big difference from, from someone finding, uh, I can't think of an art, finding, um, I don't know, Justin Bieber. Who still had a great career, but even him, I got to give him credit because he was doing his thing before he came to LA. Before he met Usher, that's the ten hour. That's the ten years of sucking that has to happen. There, you know? There's something that comes with that. And Taylor like you Swift, said at the beginning, ten years of sucking. Taylor Swift, you can't cheat it. We all want to cheat it. We all we all want to skip the fact that. And I remember hearing this. They said if they played a one second clip of every person that lost in the lottery. <laughs> it would it would take up enough airtime to cover an entire year. No Think way. about that. One second for every person That's would cover a year's worth of airtime. However, we're all trying to trying to win the lottery. And they said, imagine if they put that on TV. No one want to do it. No. No one would want to be a part of it. And that's how it is with with music or with with yeah. with any art form. It's the same thing. You get so focused on the endpoint that you don't realize all the steps in between. So those people that made it, they they, they got through it. They went through the, the the thick of it. They went through the mud. Yeah, and also I'll tell you a secret is, like, in my experience, having been to label meetings, played songs for people, um, and also been to, you know, places like New York and almost signed record deals with with artists I, I was working with, Cashmere uh, is 100% right. The, the moving to LA part does not necessarily make you more desirable to the tastemakers, to the green lighters. A lot of times they recognize that this person who has something that's not necessarily from this mix that is new and different. And, and, and you know what? It can't be duplicated. And bingo. And, and so it's kind of a misnomer. It's kind of, it, it's kind of misleading that like moving to LA just makes you all of a sudden more desirable to industry people. It does not. Um, it does not. I mean, one of the closest like big deals that was like the pen was almost touching the paper and something went wrong with the negotiation with this artist I was working with. Um, this was a person not from there. 
just brand new in the mix, but was bringing something from somewhere else that was not being duplicated locally. And that was what made it like a now thing. It was like, oh, mm. we can't lose this. This is a thing that's only going to happen once. And yep. I can tell it's unique and I can tell it's special. And we want that. Yep. And so, you know, you have artists like Ed Sheeran who busking for zillions of years, doing the 10 years of sucking thing. Right. And a lot of these major artists did that. It, it's a, uh, it's, LA can be very misleading. It, it really can. It can, it can. it can make you forget that like most of these people were like that everyone is trying to chase in the industry, these top 40 artists, they came from the 10 years of sucking crew and they did that thing. They didn't just go right to like trying to be celebrities. Now, of course, there are exceptions to this, but if you're talking like, like you're saying, sustainable careers, multiple albums, not burning through a check in a, in two years and then not getting another deal and then they fall right. off the map. Like if you're talking about people with real serious careers and businesses that, that are still making money, right. uh, there's a handful of those people. And I'll tell you right now, almost most of them came from the 10 years of sucking outside of L.A. crew. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And and, um, you know, going back to like <laughs> the Beverly Hillbillies, you know, <laughs> They they found the oil first, yeah, and then they moved to Beverly Hills. Or they didn't go to Beverly Hills and then find oil. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. And 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 LA will make you jaded sometimes. So you got to be vigilant. Will. You got to be vigilant. You got to uh, you got you got to remember where you came from, and you got to also and whatever that even means really. But you know what it means when it's said. But you got to um. You gotta try to find that grounding that says, like, I'm not gonna let this place monopolize my energy. I'm not gonna let it monopolize my goals, my vision. Right. Um, because it can and it can do it very quickly yeah. and in a very real way. And that maybe brings us to one of the points that you wanted to talk about, which is why I ended up leaving. Um Yeah. Because you've been you've always been great at at balancing things out. Like that's when when I used to come over and you had you over there building a chicken coop. I'm like, that's my guy. <laughs> that's my guy right now. A chicken condo, actually. That freaking sliding windows and everything. Right, right. The whole chicken went from went from mixing the album for yep. or or mixing a, a song to to you know present for some movie feature <laughs> to building a chicken condo. Yep. Like you know, twenty feet away. Like like yep. that's my guy. Or or even <laughs> or even with um with the work you were doing with the wolves yeah like that was incredible like yeah that blew me and then when you got your dog i'm like he looks like a wolf like this <laughs> guy is really in the wolves <laughs> but, but that that balance is is very much necessary and it sounds like you probably got to a point where you're like you know what the only way to balance this thing out completely is to leave well i think what i what i realized was like um I was doing too much of that, like what we're talking about, which is, um, man, I, I have like trauma responses to like the amount of times that like a, a gig came into my inbox. Like we need a song for this movie and, you know, Michael Jackson's going to come back from the dead and sing it. And we need it in two hours. In two hours, and, yes. And it needs to be. It needs to sound like a, a like a squirrel is singing "Happy Birthday" in a minor key. And I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. So impossible, but I'm gonna try, right? So I I I have like anxiety about these times where I'd get a thing in my inbox and then I would I would forget my whole life trying whole to life. execute it. 
Yeah. Trying to do it, trying to get it done now. And guess how many of those things turned into something? None of them. Zero. Yeah. And the bet, the times that I got TV placements or whatever, this is just me chilling with my buddies, making records that then all of a sudden someone needed. And, you know, I got a Capitol Records uh, placement, uh, not last year, maybe it was last year. Um, two years ago, this is a song that I was making for my for another artist, a guy that I always work with. We were just chilling, vibing out, and you know, hanging out at night, you know, with a bunch of with like just hanging out with our friends, and and we made this record. And then a few years later, somehow Capital wants it. I don't know how these things happen. Sometimes it just goes from person to person to person and ends up where it's supposed to be. Um, but those times that I went into anxiety mode, into survival mode, into I gotta get this done now because you know, this is the big thing that just ruined my life. It was just con like they were coming in all the time and it ruined my sanity. And, um, I would always be like, okay, I need a, I need a night or two. And you know, I, I don't just go to like a cabin. I would be like, I want to go out into the back country of the Sierra, not Nevada for five days and, you know, you know, be in my tent or whatever. And that's the only way that I could really like decompress from that kind of energy. That's that would like, was like taking over my life sometimes. Hmm. And, um, so then I just, when, when the pandemic started, I thought to myself, you know, I don't think that I'm, I don't want to live. I'm not saying that people don't or shouldn't. And I'm not saying that everyone's life is the same. I know, you know, I live, I've lived in many different places with many different types of people. I've met many different types of people. I respect everyone's way of life. I don't personally like the, uh, going on vacation concept. Um, I don't want to go on vacation. I just want to be wherever I want to, where I want to be. And mm. thankfully it's not Bora Bora, right? It's, I just want to be in the mountains, right? <laughs> so I would always be escaping yeah. this cycle of, of, of like, now, 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 I got to do it now. I got to do it now. And if I don't do it now, I'm not worth anything. And nothing's <laughs> ever going to happen. And I just got to escape oh, man, that. That is LA on the billboard, right? <laughs> I just got to escape it and go into the mountains for a few days. And I mean, I grew up going into the mountains and this was like, I always associated it with peace and quiet and, and centering myself again. But then one day when the pandemic started and I realized I'm not going to have any artists here for a few months, probably, um, maybe this is my shot to not be trying to escape all the time and to just be where I want to be already. And so that was my thing is like, I, I want to live in a place that feels similar to the place I keep escaping to. Yeah. And, and so that's what I did. And so, um, you know, I moved to. Colorado, I, you know, live in a place in the trees and the mountains and, and, uh, um, I spent a lot of time in the mountains and now it's just my backyard. So I don't have to drive five hours away and take a two day off, two days off to do it. I can go in the morning, I can go in the afternoon. And, um, I do feel a sense of like, uh, I do feel a sense of like coming home and, and, and honoring, uh, how I actually want to live. Right. I, I really want to live I want to make music and I want to make music in a peaceful place. And I want to make music in a quiet place. And I want to make music in a place where I can think. And I want to make music in a place where I can, I can kind of nudge myself into that grounded place, into that. I want to make music in a place that's a little bit easier to get myself there. And if I'm risking proximity to what people are calling the industry, which more or less does not exist as, as it did. 10 years ago, but if we're call if we're talking about proximity, if I'm risking the longevity of this by proximity, I'm fine with that because 
I breathe easier and I breathe better. And it's not that I want to escape people because I don't. In fact, I want to be around people more now than I ever did. And I see people better than I ever did. Um, and I want to be around people as much as I possibly can. And I spend, oh, and you know, especially now that my son's born, we spend a lot of time with other parents, and other people, and I'm not trying to be a hermit and escape from the world. Right, right. I just am honoring where I function the best. And that's, I, I had to do that, you know? So, so you needed uh, quiet. You needed a place that you can think. Yeah. You needed some distance. Yep. And then you had a baby. Yeah, and, and you know what's funny is all of that. <laughs> he accentuates it for me, which is funny. Like, like, dude, the kids, right? They when they don't sleep, you you start becoming a crazy person. But but you know, he hasn't slept properly in six months. But and that makes you kind of nuts sometimes. But um, I even more want to be that person now because I want I want him to know me that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I don't want him to be me at all. Actually, I want him to avoid a lot of the crap that I had to go through. But I want him to know that an adult man can access this kind of energy where he's he's peaceful, he's he's grounded, he's creative, he's consistent, and he processes his thoughts and he is productive with his thoughts as often as he can be and also that he makes mistakes. But – that he's honoring the way he feels and the way he wants to live and that he has access to that. I don't care what he does. I just want him to know that he has access to that. Absolutely. And the only way that I can teach my son that there, that that exists is for me to be, be to, the example to, to be, to, to live that way. Yeah. And so I had to just like be somewhere. And, and I'm not condoning the idea that you should run away from places that don't make you feel good because other places will make you feel good. But there are times when you deserve a little bit more of a path of least resistance. And sometimes a change of environment can help with that. And so, yeah, absolutely, you know, and, and in my case, it does help with it. It doesn't mean I'm not here and it doesn't mean who I am and the issues that I have are not, don't exist. It doesn't mean that it's just, I wanted to live in a place where I could think clear and, and, and I'm very sensitive to sounds. I don't know if other producers feel this way, but like, after listening for 7 million hours to things, it's just like, I'm very sensitive to noises. And where we were living in LA, it was just people screaming all the time outside and beeps and horns. And, and I just can't, I could not live like that anymore and be productive. So yeah. um, I just had to do it. You know, <clears throat> they say COVID was the, the great reset. And, and as, as problematic as it was for the world as a whole, um, there are definitely some blessings that happened. Oh happened throughout it you know people got a chance to see what their marriages were really made of Huge. people got a chance to reconnect with their children because maybe they were working all the time and now they actually get to be around them and no. some people you know th that wasn't a good thing you know a lot of divorces happened during covid people realized yeah. oh I, I don't really like you that <laughs> <laughs> like when i only had to deal with you like a little bit in the beginning of the day a little at the end of the day on weekends yeah it was cool but every day you're kind of annoying so <laughs> um it, it's great to hear what what blossomed and what you know got yeah. even better uh in your life i didn't even realize that that was the reason i knew just from knowing you and from caring about you as a friend i knew he ain't gonna be here forever yeah yeah of course he, he's not gonna be in la for this yeah. is just not the zone for right. him like he operates in it very well yeah he, he's he's thriving in it he's not like he's here and and the whole city's just like 
he's submerged in is dwarfing yeah. him. Like, no, he's actually he's on stages, he's on projects, he's yeah. like you said, he's meeting people, he he's doing his thing. But I talk to him on a personal level, yeah. not just a musician level. And on a personal level, the person don't really rock with this place. Yeah. So when I go hang out with the person and we go hiking, that's the person that I know. Yeah. That that when I see the 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 way that that person's eyes light up, in in and I remember that little uh I'll never forget it because I have a picture of it, <laughs> but it was like this little like grass hut looking thing that everybody else probably would have walked away from. We both went and sat in it and took a picture inside this little <laughs> thing. And it was like little things like that, especially for somebody like me, because I enjoy that as well. Yeah. When course. I see it in somebody else, there's like an immediate connection. And yep. I recognize that like, yes, you, you are very tapped into to nature overall. Yep. Like you really want to get back to that. And so um, I always had that sense that eventually something else is going to happen. But now I know exactly what was the final yeah. trigger. And, and, and to be fair, LA changed. Very much. It, it changed. I, I'll say this. When I moved there 13 years ago, so I don't even, 12, 13 years ago, LA was like the great adventure of my life. It was like, it was like, I met the most wild people, the most unique people. I was, I went to gatherings that like, you just didn't even, I didn't even know they were like, they, they could exist in life. And I met some amazing people and, and there's so many knowledgeable and smart people there. And there are communities there that are so special and so cool. Um, but as it got, I don't know, something happened around the time of the pandemic. It, it lost all of its thing for me that I was like, okay, I'm feeling the natural trajectory that I cannot be here much longer. And and be good with myself. I just can't. I gotta. I gotta go. I gotta switch it up. I gotta be closer to that place. I keep trying to go to when I need to feel like myself again. I just gotta be closer to that place, whatever that is. Yeah. And when the pandemic hit, it was like all of a sudden permission. Um, L LA can make you feel like it's the only place that exists. <laughs> we got a song about that. Oh, we did. We did. Yeah, uh, we got a song about that. Whatever it hurts. Yep. Yeah, whatever that song. I remember it. You'll give everything away from here. Yeah, that's no life. That's that song actually had a really cool vibe to it. I man, it has a good. I still play it. I found it recently, and I thought, wow, we kind of did it on that one. But um, um, yeah, we tapped in. Yeah, it makes you feel like there nowhere else exists, and nowhere else is good enough, and nowhere else is can make your thing happen or what or whatever like it just it's monopolizes it you just it's not that is not a good feeling and i'm not that's not like la's fault it's just the collective feeling around there yeah and it can and it affected me negatively it may affect other people positively it affected me negatively um and you know right now while i'm waiting to um to move again into the further into the mountains i live on a a mountain ranch and it's and, you know, my dog gets to be outside and my son gets to be in the sun and he gets to be outside in, in the quiet and, and see horses and see cows. And we get to ride quads together in the field and um, we we can go up into remote mountains at any time, um, any day. And I just live off of that, off of the access to that. And that's also what makes America a very cool place is that 
America's awesome in that there's not a lot of places you can just be in the wilderness and it's filled and it's there's a lot of animals and you can be wherever you want and camp wherever you want and drink the water from the creeks and 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 sleep under the stars and uh, you know America is cool for to me is cool for that reason um the a, 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 a huge it, it's a huge valuable part of of the way that the United that North America is set up yeah. and um that's it's really that's a really important thing to me yeah yeah, um, we're we're definitely gonna be out there soon. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm coming. Out. I'm coming to visit. So now, Come now, on. one thing you just brought up a good, or I, I thought about something from you talking about the family dynamic. Because though yeah. I always saw you as someone who would be exactly where you're at now, yeah, I can't say that I saw. I don't know if I should put a name out there or not. I can't say that I, I saw, yeah. saw your your lady. Yep. I didn't know if that was her space. So how is she adjusted? Hey, was that home to her, or is she like, she now, like this? Oh, some something you don't know about her because she was a hairdresser. Something yeah. you don't know about her is is she is a she's a horse girl. She ah. she uh, is one of the best horse trainers out there. She's she's really good with horses. She's like a horse whisperer. It's whisperer. like you got a problem horse, and and she can she can fix the issue, and. So while she had the same fear as I had, which is like, can I leave LA? It's like the only place that exists on earth. What's out, you know, <laughs> like, even though she moved from England, so we should yeah. all know all right, that there's right, other right. places and that we're resilient and that we're great and we can come up with, we're resourceful. But, but once you, you're there, I forgot, I forgot. Once you're there, it pulls you, you, you're like, I, I, where else I, I'd have to pay taxes. So what, how do taxes work? In other places, I don't know. How I, to forgot, gas. I forgot that places <laughs> are there grocery stores outside. I don't even. And I forgot, and I, I forgot that I could live somewhere else. I totally yeah. forgot. It just was not a thing in my brain. And so, yeah, something you you maybe didn't know about her is like, uh, I, you know, we moved. She got a horse, and it uh, it it reminded her that like this is another passion of hers. She doesn't just need to do this one thing, and. So she started a company around equestrian clothing and she trains horses and, and, you know, she's not, she's not as obsessed with, I am with, 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 uh, you know, remote wilderness as I am where like, I really like to be out there. Um, but she, she loves the mountains. She loves the deep snow. She loves being with horses and, yeah. um, That's she's, awesome. yeah, this is not an issue for her whatsoever. Um, yeah. And also like, you know, I, I, I definitely working with wolves like you mentioned before definitely was a continual weekly reminder yeah um of kind of like how i wanted to live differently yeah um than i was and and um you know they played a big part in that too yeah well man i can tell that life has been good for you you know you look healthy you look at peace you're a joy. Now that we have the audio issue worked out, I can actually <laughs> hear, hear how how calm your voice still is. And, and you know, man, it's, it's it's a pleasure reconnecting with you, brother. I'm hoping we yeah. can do it again sometime soon. Hopefully, get some new music when you have time. I know you're producing the planet right now, um, dude. That's the that's the thing is it's all happening <laughs> secret. I'm doing two albums and a few singles, and I got a lot of stuff going on. But if you look at my Instagram, you'll just see cows or whatever. Um, <laughs> But um, so just know if you see SR's Instagram, he didn't stop. He didn't stop working. If you were like, man, you know, I, one of the best 
songwriters I work with was this guy named SR. Let me check and see if he's still doing it. And then you go, and the last three posts were like a daisy, a creek, a squirrel, and a cup of coffee. Trust me, that means he's working. Like, yeah, hundred like, percent. Like you should look at that stuff. Like, oh, he's in his zone right now. I need I to get with him if if he's posting pictures of squirrels and oh, he's in his zone. And I, I got yeah, to hit him I'm up. I'm hoping to build a studio maybe next year that you know you can come out to and we can uh, you know get back into it. I'm hoping to have a more uh, a, be a better spot right now. It's just a temporary situation, oh. but I'm hoping next year to like I want to build a little studio that just reflects you know all the stuff we've been talking about. Yeah, I, I will be there, man. You are my Kanye. You know, Kanye got his ranch. I'm going. I'm going to my yeah, Kanye yeah. ranch. That's wild, <laughs> dude. Actually, I'll, I'll mention this one last thing. I am so glad that guy started wearing muck boots. Do you know what muck boots are? <laughs> yeah. Because now I can wear muck boots. Now you can <laughs> in black jeans in town, and no one says anything. No one has. What do you say? You can't it's talk awesome. about it now. It's amazing. <laughs> it's Except mine are covered in mud sometimes, so I doubt his are, but. Yeah. All right, my guy, SR. Right, Pod is good. Uh, it, oh, what is it? Always good? All always? the time. Uh, wait. Uh, um, all the time. Remind me, all the time. Our pod <laughs> is good all the time. And all the time. Pod is good. Pod is good. You got it. You got it. Next time you come back, you'll be ready. You'll have that locked in. <laughs> all good, my man. I appreciate it. Everybody, um, one last thing. SR, if they want to reach out to you, if you want anybody to reach out to you or see any yep. of your, your your products projects that you have going on, where can they find you? Well, you can. I mean, follow me on Instagram. I am bad with social media, but follow me on Instagram. S R P R O D L L C. S R Prod L L C. Um, and if you want to email me, just srproductionsllc at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, I'm on there. I'm just not not super active, but yeah, anything anything you guys need or you want to. Get in touch with me about that's a good spot to start. I'm telling y'all, this is my favorite song that I've probably ever created is a song called Clark Kent. And ah, and, yeah. and that song, it came out of what exactly what we've talked about. It was a real thing. Things were going on with, with my girlfriend, who's now my wife. Things were going wow. on. I was having a new, a new kid, talking about moving, you know, your mind changing because you're building a family. And that that out of that and sitting with SR produced one of the greatest songs that I feel like I've I've ever put forth. So my guy, I appreciate you. Everybody, this has been episode 11 of the Pod wow. is Good podcast. I'm your man, Cashmere, California. I will see y'all on the next one. Peace out. Later.